0: Welcome to the Expand with Nicole podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hope, a health and breathwork coach who is passionate about all things wellness. My goal is to break down big information into little bites, providing you with facts and actionable steps that you can incorporate into your life right away. If you're ready to learn along with me, let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. We are here for another Wednesday episode, and today I have Ailey Adam with me. She is a health coach and she is helping people who are unsatisfied live more fulfilling lives. We are going to focus on mindset and mindset shifts today. Um, but welcome, Ailey. Thank you so much for joining us. Where are you joining us from?
1: So, thank you so much for having me. My, I'm in Scotland, so we are having some sunny weather just now at the moment but um yeah I live in Scotland I am a mum to two small children so on top of my coaching my life is pretty hectic so you'll know all about that
0: (laughs) yeah exactly two small children as well how old are your kids nine months and three okay so you have a really little one yeah I have a three-year-old also, and a soon-to-be yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We need a lot of mindset work as moms, I think, too, because it's a it's a trying time. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And I can actually
1: tell the difference between when I had my son, my mindset this time around when I had my daughter. So, you know, mindset shift, like the amount of work that I did over those two and a half years, my postpartum was so different, just down to my mindset completely.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. I think it's like such a great tool to have in our little kit to work with because it's something we can always tap into. Do you call yourself a mindset coach or do you just incorporate it into your coaching?
1: Um, I am personal development coaching because personal development covers a wide range of things. But I would say mindset, beliefs, and habits are probably the three main sort of categories that are covered when it comes to personal development. So you can't can't grow um, in terms of personal development unless you change and shift all three things. So I work with people on a one-to-one basis, which um, covers everything really, but mindset is massive. And also I think, especially since COVID and the way the world went, A lot of people are focused more on their mindset and how their life has sort of controlled their mindset and they maybe haven't quite had the same control over their mindset as as they would like to. So it is such a big topic. You see it everywhere, but it's definitely one that needs shifted in terms of personal growth and personal development.
0: I think you're right about that with the whole collective shift that happened during COVID and post-COVID. And that people really just weren't thinking about what their mindset was. Like you said, we're just being controlled, like stuck in the grind and not taking any ownership of our own mindset. So it is, although it was such a crazy time, um, I guess there are some things that came out of it that are beneficial, just like more awareness in general. So, um, do you want to talk about the importance of? being aware of your mindset and does it come down to self-awareness and and how do we become self-aware you know if we're not
1: yeah absolutely I think for me with my journey I suffered from fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue so at the time I never connected the two between my mindset and my illness and I just accepted that I had an illness that flared up normally through stress, stressful situations, anxiety, and I never connected the dots between my mindset and my symptoms coming on. So when I started my personal development journey, I was actually, I would say probably at my rock bottom when it comes to my health. Uh, I had actually also lost a couple of patches of hair through stress at my job at the time. So that was my sort of sign to do something about it so I started to become aware of where my mindset was and certainly the negativity around my mindset you know looking at certain situations with a negative view and becoming aware of that had a massive impact on shifting my mindset. One of the things that I teach my clients to do is if you are catching yourself say things like oh I have to sit in traffic because you know I need to get to work or I have to go and do the food shopping at the store it's shifting that mindset into I get to yeah, I get to sit in traffic because I'm fortunate enough to have a car I get to go to the store to buy food because I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford you know fresh food for my family so it's becoming aware of where your mindset is and especially in the the sort of present moment, bringing yourself into the present moment, because so many of us get lost in what's happened previously or what's not happened yet. So that that sort of dwelling in the past or anxious about the future. So yeah, certainly becoming aware of it is massive because you can then do something about it.
0: Yeah, I think we, a lot of us, uh, myself included, default to the negative um including you know we get into that like negative pattern negative self-talk just complaining and it is hard to break that pattern you know what do you think are some other common mindset patterns or beliefs that you've seen with your clients
1: well our mindset controls everything so you know, from the choices we make to the relationships that we have, our income, our health and well-being, our mindset controls everything. And to shift our mindset is the only way to make sort of lasting changes to to our lives that we want. But when we're born, we are altered more by our society and our upbringing than we are through our own genes. So... We actually have our parents and our families, generations before them, and society's beliefs bestowed upon us. So that then sets our mindset. So once you become aware of that, and you're actually not in control of 96 to 98% of the things that you do on a daily basis, it's habitual, that it comes from subconscious beliefs and habits. Once you become aware of that, you then realize just how important these beliefs are because they are controlling your physical actions so you know we are all brought up in the same sort of environment where you know education is a certain system and you know you're brought up with beliefs like i must go to school get good grades i must go to university or college and get a job stable job work my way up the ladder as best i can you know success can only come through hard work and sacrifice money's not earned easily the only way I can earn money is through a job and my employer controls the amount of money that I earn. So these are all sort of beliefs as as examples that are bestowed upon us by our parents and generations before them. So you can start to link the patterns between the sort of beliefs that you have and the mindset that you have and how you were brought up and maybe how your parents were and how they were brought up as well. So I come from generations of overworkers and people who think that the only way to be successful is through hard work and sacrifice so my aim when I started was to stop a generational trend because those beliefs are bestowed upon you so that then means that I'll bestow them upon my children and they're not necessarily good beliefs to have because they, they limit you in terms of what you can go after in life so you know all the beliefs that we have bestowed upon us we've not actually had conscious control of them. So to then become aware of them, you can take conscious control and shift them into the beliefs that you actually want.
0: And how would you say you should go about or how did you go about um, tapping into that subconscious belief system? Is it through like hypnotherapy? Do you do, do you talk to your parents about, you know, what how they grew up? Like where where would you start? with that I think the best
1: thing that you can do is actually decide what it is that you want out of life because the minute you can visualize yourself living that dream life these beliefs will pop up so if you can imagine you know my say my dream life is to be a millionaire and have loads of time on my hands and have a live-in chef and a live-in nanny and all, all of a sudden, these beliefs are <laughs> that, up in your mind. That sounds great. Yeah, I know. It's everyone's dream life, isn't it? But <laughs> if you start to picture yourself in that scenario, living that dream life, whether it's driving a certain car or having a certain career, beliefs will pop up almost immediately. So those beliefs are the ones that are going to hold you back from actually achieving that life that you want. So the best way to do it, I would say, is through visualisation. And probably sitting in stillness and it's a form of meditation as well. You can also do guided meditations for visualizing your dream life. But the minute that you start to visualize that in your subconscious, these beliefs will pop up. And the beliefs that pop up initially are the strongest ones. And they're normally the ones that need changed in order for you to actually live that dream life.
0: So noticing the patterns of those beliefs that continue to reveal themselves as you're trying to create change for yourself. Yeah. It's quite
1: obvious what beliefs pop up when you initially visualize yourself. So the beliefs are going to come up saying like, there's no way I can do that. You know, no one would pay me to do that for a job or why would that work out for me? What makes me any different to to the person next door or, Many beliefs are surrounded by fear of failure um, or feeling not good enough or not worthy enough. So, these beliefs are the strongest ones. These are the ones that are going to creep up as soon as you start to see yourself in that dream life. And yeah, it's just connecting those with how you were maybe brought up. And maybe, you know, as I said, I was brought up in a generation of overworkers and, you know, working to sacrifice time. I didn't see my dad a lot growing up because he was working jobs. and My mom worked three jobs at the time. So I grew up in that sort of generation where, um, you know, hard work and sacrifice. So as soon as I started to think about me doing something that
0: did not require hard work and sacrifice,
1: those beliefs were the ones that were popping up for me at the time.
0: And when they pop up for you, what is the shift that you do mentally or verbally? Like, I don't know, some of it is negative self-talk and just like not believing in ourselves. Um, And how how would one replace that with something more positive or, you know, feeling more confident?
1: So there's a few different things you can do. I would initially write them down. So when you start to do your visualization, have your journal next to you so that whenever these beliefs pop up, you can write them down. And after you've sort of written them all down, I would rewrite them as the complete opposite. So, and, and the law of opposite states that everything must have an opposite. So there is an opposite to those negative beliefs. And that is that positive belief that's going to uplift you and align more with what it is that you want. So write down those beliefs as positive beliefs. And what you can then do is use them as affirmations. So you can start to repeat them to yourself. You can start to say them to yourself anytime that you're in front of a mirror. You can write them down every morning in your journal. You can start to repeat them before you go to bed because when you wake up and go to sleep and your mindset is in that sort of sleepy state, that's the best thing so that you're starting your day and ending your day on a positive note. So it's about shifting them and all of a sudden you'll see a shift. It's like you've done it that many times that it actually replaces that original limiting belief and you've now shifted that into a positive belief and you start to believe that yourself. So the subconscious mind is altered through repetition. It's not gonna change overnight. There's not a magic formula that can happen that you know, you're, you're all of a sudden positive mindset in every aspect, but what you can do is just be consistent. It doesn't have to be the same affirmations all the time, but it can be similar and along the same lines. But I would say that's probably the best thing to do because it's through repetition. Meditation's a great thing as well. Also, sitting in stillness and connecting with yourself. Um, A lot of sort of guidance by your intuition because your intuition's always got your best interest at heart as well. So the more you can do in terms of, you know, grounding yourself, whether that's doing some yoga or breath work, obviously you'll be a big advocate for the breath work. So, yeah, it's lots of... um, grounding yourself and actually bringing yourself to the present moment because your beliefs aren't caused by any true facts you know they're stories that have been made up in your mind the same as fears. so it's about shifting them into the positive and writing them down as the exact opposite because that opposite does exist that is a reality for someone and then just shifting that mindset slowly through repetition and you will change them
0: I think that's a really great tip and it's obviously very easy to start. It's accessible. Um, Like you could record yourself saying them and like listen to yourself back, which is a cool thing. I don't, I like to actually just write. I'm just partial to writing, but for people who like to listen, I think that's also cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: You can record yourself and you can play it while you're going to sleep if that's what you so wish. But yeah, it's, um, I'm the same. I just prefer, I prefer writing. There's also, you're setting an intention with the universe when you write because it's a, an intentional act that you're doing as well. So yeah, I prefer that, sit in silence, have some, you know, cup of tea, get the journal out and sit and write. That's my preferred way of doing things, I think.
0: And I think also I just wanted to highlight the point that you said that these beliefs are not facts and they're just stories. I think that's worth repeating because we get so wrapped up in just this whole narrative that we create for ourselves. And like you said, until we learn how to connect with ourselves, we just are going to continue on the grind, like, and without being mindful of how we're spending our time, how we are thinking and how all of that affects us. Like you said, clearly for you, it manifested itself physically. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's, as clear as day as how much our thoughts affect our, our physical wellness, our mental wellness. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I, I love going on walks, especially when I'm like just in a mood. So I will always walk and I would always listen to something, podcast, music, whatever. Now I just walk in silence, complete silence. And I never like three years ago, no way. I was like, I would never do it. I was people who did it. I'm like, these people are nuts. These people who like work out with no music or walk with no headphones. And now it's like the best type of meditation because for me, like I'm moving, but I also am like very connected with my own thoughts. So I like doing that as well.
1: Important to drown out the noise because you can't listen to your own thoughts and your intuition if if there's too much background noise and you'll know you know as well as me that when you're a mum you are needed 24 7 so when you do get that time and you can you know drown out the noise and you can switch off you're not needed in that moment so what's the best thing you can do in that moment and probably not you know bombard your subconscious with more information by listening to podcasts or for me it was always audiobooks and you know self-help books and I was trying to read self-help books like literally just giving birth you know my, your brain just doesn't work so that's the mm-hmm. thing, you, know, you need to listen to your your body as well and listen to like what what is it that I would benefit from just now but I completely understand the silence like because you don't get a lot of it at home <laughs> you really appreciate when you get some silence and you can
0: listen to yourself yeah that is 100% true. You know, and I work full time also. So it's like, I don't have silence at all. So I think now more than ever, one, I am more connected with myself than I ever have been in my life. But also, like you said, I just need the quiet. Like I just need it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I know you work with your clients also on goal setting. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about that because. Goal setting is something that is familiar to a lot of people, but can you talk about the connection between mindset and goal setting and then also just how having a strong, I don't know if you would call it a strong mindset or a positive mindset, you can tell me, but would can help people with achieving their goals?
1: Well, without the shift in mindset, you won't be able to achieve your goals. There's one of my favorite sayings is what's got you here won't get you to where you want to be because your mindset will stop you from going to that next level. So your mindset as in your subconscious beliefs, your positive or negative mindset and your habits all sort of come under the subconscious mind category. So if all, all of those things must change in order for you to go to that next step. So when it comes to goal setting, as I said before, the minute you can visualize yourself living that dream life, if your mindset if doesn't shift you will forever stay in that comfort zone so your comfort zone is there to protect you because you feel safe that's what you know you know even down to your income that's controlled by your fears your beliefs your you know your mindset is everything's controlled by that so in order for you to reach that next level whether that is in terms of you know changing your career or whether that's income or you know anything at all in order to reach that next step i think of it as a a barrier and everything sort of on the left hand side of the barrier i visualize that as your comfort zone and everything on the right hand side i see that as reaching your next level getting to that next level version of you so it's the things that you have to do to get into that zone and you can see that barrier as your mindset And that needs to change in order for you to reach that other side. So if you're unable to change those those beliefs, they're always going to pull you back into what feels safe and what feels comfortable. So when we think about goal setting, a lot of the times you ask people what their goal is, you hear things like, I'm going to lose some weight or I'm going to buy a new car or I'm going to buy a new house. These aren't really the goals that I work with these are what we call a type goals these are goals that actually you already know how to achieve and they don't require any personal growth in order to achieve them so what we want to go for is c type goals so a type goals you know how to achieve b type goals you think you can achieve c type goals are those fantasies that's the sort of out there the complete you know visualizing that dream life but all these beliefs pop up along the way that's the goals that we want to work with and in order to get there you have to shift that mindset and those beliefs and those paradigms in order to get to that sort of where you want to be so in order to achieve real personal growth it involves changing those beliefs and improving your mindset drastically without being able to do that you won't ever get into that next version or next level version of you
0: I think a lot of the holdback is the fear and the self-doubt. Like you said, it's easier to stay in the comfort zone. Um, is there a specific technique you use when dealing with fear or self-doubt? Okay, that makes sense. And I think it's just, there's all like so many what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, um, like you said, people are just scared of the unknown and taking the risk. Um, but yeah, it's just a story. I mean, it's really hard to wrap your head around that though because it's not really how we're conditioned to think. Um, I just went through a difficult couple weeks and I know that everyone has things they're dealing with um, that are challenging. So how, how do you help people maintain a positive mindset during really challenging times so we are human
1: so we're going to experience emotions and it's part of our natural being that we're going to experience a variety of different emotions but our mindset controls how we deal with those emotions and how we deal with those situations So if your mindset is in a healthy place, then you're going to deal with a situation differently to you would if your mindset was not so great. So the negative emotions you would feel if you're already in a sort of negative state of mind would be 10 times worse. They'll be a lot more difficult to work through and you'll find it a lot harder to get yourself better. So if your mindset is in a good place, then of course, we'll still feel all the emotion but you're able to process them, you know, so much easier. I always remember I used to work with a therapist as part of my uh, ME fibromyalgia diagnosis, and she used to say to me, "If you ever, if you think about emotions as a boiling pot, and you're putting a lid on that pot, over time, eventually that pot's going to boil over. So suppressing emotions is really not." You know, it's not the right thing a lot of people think when it comes to a positive mindset you've got to be happy positive, you know everything's unicorns and rainbows all all the time but that's not the case being more self aware means that you can accept that you feel certain emotions, you can let them be if you need to cry you cry you let it out, if you need to punch a pillow then do it, so it's all about allowing those emotions to come because they will pass everything through time it will pass and you know you'll know that yourself that through time it heals everything and understanding that how you deal with things as long as you can connect that with yourself and you understand why you feel a certain way because again you think about take take the event of death for example the event itself isn't what causes the emotions because You know, someone that you didn't know might pass away and you don't feel any emotions it's not the event of someone dying what it is is the emotions that it brings up internally to you so obviously that depends maybe how how close you were to that person so understanding that it's not the event itself that's causing that and it's not anyone else that's causing those emotions and you, it's taking responsibility for your own emotions and understanding why you feel a certain way but allowing that to pass And allowing it to pass without any judgment. Like we're not here to judge ourselves because, you know, we get enough of that through society. So we're here to just allow that to pass and work through it. And talking is one of the best things you can do or journaling, because if you're not quite comfortable with talking to people or you maybe want to go a bit deeper, but you you maybe don't want to, you don't know who to speak to. Journaling can be a form of therapy itself. It's great. And... You can, you're doing it to someone who you know is never going to tell anyone. So, you know, it's it's making sure that you're getting what's in your head out, whether that's speaking to someone or on paper, because a problem shared is a problem halved. And nine times out of ten, your mind sort of runs away with you and makes problems ten times worse. But actually writing it out or speaking it out loud makes that, you know, you then come back to realisation that, It's not as big as you thought it was initially. But being aware of yourself, aware of your emotions is really the best thing that you can do and allowing those emotions to just pass naturally because they will. Everything's a season, you know, whether you're going through a difficult season or a great season, things change and, you know, we just have to become aware of it and just accept it.
0: Um, Thank you for saying that we need to allow our emotions to come and we need to allow them to come and go release them because I think this whole um, I don't know what it's called but like this like movement of positive vibes only yeah. is so unrealistic and I know that we were saying positive mindset but maybe we should be calling or it's me calling it a growth mindset right because it's like we can't be positive all the time and I think people feel like This is too, like, it's bullshit. Like, I'm not going to be positive all the time. And therefore, why am I even trying to do this? But that's not the point, right? It's like connecting with yourself, having a growth mindset, learning the tools that you need to help yourself deal with situations, life, move forward in whatever direction you want to. um, And that it's not just positive vibes only all the
1: time you know, I like to call it a health um mindset because a healthy mindset means yeah that, you know it's it's a bit like it's a bit like healthy eating you know you're not going to do it all the time so um I like to view it as healthy because you're in tune with it um not that it has to be positive or negative more yeah I suppose a, a, a growth mindset is a good name for it as well but I think in terms of labeling its positive mindset can really confuse people when it comes to, oh, I have to feel positive all the time. If you really don't, you know, we are human, we're going to feel different emotions. So it's important not to force yourself
0: to try and feel happy all the time. Yeah, I'm glad we addressed that because that is very, that is a very unrealistic goal. So I'm glad that we put that out there. Um, so I, we obviously talked about the meditating like finding some quiet journaling um making the list of these beliefs that come up and then like changing them completely to create some affirmations what are some other tools that you love that you would like to share
1: I think it's yeah it's it's trying to understand who we are uh, you know connecting more with ourselves and you know the best thing I would advise is to work with a coach um, because working through mindset shifts is very difficult on your own. You're, you may pick a mindset sh- or a belief, sorry, that you want to shift, but without the ability to know how to do that and know how to do that effectively, you have other beliefs that will then circle you back into your comfort zone. So, Probably number one I would say is to work with a coach. Get someone who you feel that you can connect with. Get someone who is maybe been through something that you're going through just now, or you can sort of you can personalize it a bit where you're working with someone that you feel is in alignment with you. But without working with a coach, you are sort of relying on your own beliefs, allowing you the space to change them and shift your mindset and it is quite difficult on your own can be done but everything's done through time and repetition so you know in order to to get there sort of quicker and get there more effectively to have that help with a coach is just sort of it's something that you're you won't get on your own but I would also I would say decide what you want and understand why you want it and, you know, understanding why you want something will give you that sort of motivation. But as I said initially, you know, it will bring up these beliefs for you. And then you'll know which ones that you want to work on. So journaling, meditation, spending time in nature. You know, you were you were saying about going walks. Um, walking barefoot in the grass, like I love that. Or going to the beach and walking in the water, you know, th- just things that can ground you, yoga, pilates, breath work. And I would also suggest to have something to look forward to every day. So it doesn't matter what that thing is. It might be that walk on your own in silence. It might be a nice bubble bath. It might be something a bit bigger or it might just be you know catching up with a friend on the phone. Whatever that is, I would try and plan that into your day the night before. So you're going to bed with that sort of, Looking forward to doing something tomorrow that is going to make me happy and it's just for me. And also imagine yourself stepping into the shoes of the version of you that you want to be and ask yourself what would she do? What would her beliefs be? How did she get to where she is now? What beliefs would she have to have to get her to that place? What would her values be? What would she say yes to? What would she say no to? And you can journal on this and begin to sort of step into that version of you already. And that can also shift your beliefs massively. Um, Start making decisions because we are basically brought up to live or conditioned to live a certain way. And one of the things that we don't do is make decisions for ourselves that's based purely on what we want. So start to become aware of that, make decisions for yourself because your mindset, you will become more aware of your mindset when you are doing something that feels right to you, um, work on self belief, self love, affirmations, say them in front of the mirror because if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, you'll never get yourself to that version of you that you want to be. And accept that growth and development takes time. So go easy on yourself, forgive yourself, don't judge yourself, and enjoy the journey and the process because it can be fun.
0: It is fun once you are in it, I but it is it can be um you know, it can feel daunting I think too, especially if you're looking forward to something or you have a plan for something and it's not coming to fruition and then people start to feel a little bit of doubt and then go back to those original limiting beliefs. Do you have any advice for someone who is struggling through the process? I mean, I know you said just be patient and forgive yourself and self-love but is there anything else feeling that resistance
1: I think it's understanding why that you feel the resistance so if it's a resistance to you changing something in your life so say you've decided that maybe your career is no longer for you but the thought of doing something completely different is too daunting that it pulls you back continuously it's it's understanding why you want something so the why is what's going to drive you. So, if you are fully in tune with what it is that you really want, and I mean your desires, like the, you know, the the fantasy life that's out there, it's not all about the materialistic things. You know, it's not about the car that you want to drive. It's not about the house. It's not about the live-in nanny or the live-in chef. It's it's a way that you want to feel. So, connecting with how you want to feel is what's going to drive you to change that mindset to allow you to get there. So for me, my biggest thing was that I wanted freedom with my time. I wanted to spend time with my children and I wanted to feel free. I wanted to feel happy and I wanted to feel content. So that was my why behind I was doing it, why I was doing all this. And in order to push through the fears and the beliefs and everything that's holding you back is just reconnecting with that why why are you doing something how are you going to feel when you get to that place because there's no point in setting a goal and not understanding how you're going to feel at the end of it that's why so many people you know set a goal of like losing so much weight and they get there and they don't feel any different it's because they don't understand why they want it so connecting with that is what's going to push you and also what is going to keep you going. You understand why you want something. You'll understand how you're going to feel when you get there. And that is the driving force behind it.
0: Okay. I love that. It's like just tapping into that feeling, knowing the why Mm -hmm. that definitely makes sense. I think that's a, that's really good advice. I mean, you have so much good advice, but um, I wanted to ask you too, because you talked about like listening to affirmations at night too. Do you have a, like a nightly routine that you do to just keep yourself having this um healthy mindset
1: um in the morning what i would do is i would write my goal down every morning and i would write down either a gratitude list or affirmations and then throughout the day i would repeat affirmations to myself in the mirror so whether that's at me trying to shift a belief or whether that's me working on self-love or whatever those affirmations may be but by the time it gets to nighttime um i try to limit any screen exposure because that's a massive thing it raises your cortisol levels as well so no no screen exposure after i think it's like eight o'clock i set a thing on my phone that like i just don't touch it and um i also do my affirmations so whatever i've written in the morning whether that's a gratitude list or affirmations or whatever i'll repeat that again at night and sometimes i'll journal some extra I like to read before bed because it helps calm my mind down because as you know, you know, busy, busy day, busy mum, your mind is constantly on the go. So for me, sort of just calming my mind down before going to bed works massively. And I do some gentle stretches just to sort of bring my mind into that sort of present energy because we're so, you know, we're worrying about like, what appointments do we need to make, and what do we need to do for kids' lunches tomorrow? And so it's all about trying to bring yourself into the present moment. Sometimes some breath work in bed, just as you're, you know, as you're lying down. Sometimes I put my hand, one hand on my chest, one hand on my belly, and just feel that sort of rise and fall of my breath. Um, so I'm just very conscious of sort of bringing myself into the present moment when it comes to nighttime routine, because there's no point going to bed and your mind is here there and everywhere because you're not going to get that rest of sleep and you're going to wake up in the same sort of busy mindset in the morning
0: and sleep is obviously a foundation of wellness so if you're not getting sleep it's like you're putting yourself on a hamster wheel because then you're waking up feeling tired and then you're starting your day with not a great mindset right so Um, I do the same. I also read before bed. I stretch a little bit um, and journal. So,
1: yeah, I feel like it does
0: help. It definitely helps. Yeah. It's like at the
1: moment, my sleep can be one night I can have a full sleep and one night both children are up. So (laughs) Um, I try to get to bed early and have restful sleep because I suffered from insomnia years ago and sometimes that would just throw me out the next day because you're not getting to sleep. You're not getting a good quality of sleep as well. Um, another thing to look into is supplements that you can take as well. So magnesium is a really good supplement before bed to sort of lower that cortisol level and it helps aid sleep as well because sleep is key. So as long as you're getting you know the right amount of sleep and decent quality sleep and you're going to bed with your head in the right
0: space, then you'll wake up in a better frame of mind the next day. Totally. I agree with that. Um is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to put out there? I just always like to give you the last word if you'd like to <laughs> add anything.
1: Um no I think that to be honest, mindset is a minefield. <laughs> it really is, because it can cover such a vast amount of things. But hopefully you know we've covered really the sort of ins and outs of mindset and how you need to shift that to get to where you want to be and that's obviously what I help coach my clients to get to so I think sometimes it can be a bit daunting I would suggest to do one thing at a time so whether that is introducing a nighttime routine or whether that is um whether that's starting to journal maybe you've not journaled before but maybe that's starting to meditate whatever that is I would introduce one at a time and I would also try to shift one belief at a time so you don't want to overpower you know your subconscious mind you don't want to try and bombard yourself trying to change too many things at at the same time so focus on one thing so what's the main belief that's coming up that's going to stop you from getting to where you want to be and shift that one initially when once that's shifted because it will through time move on to the next one so probably just to make sure that you're not doing too many things because you, you won't stick to it you know, it's it's repetition is key. So one thing at a time, start small, even if it is, you know, starting with affirmations. A lot of people struggle with affirmations as well. So they don't, they maybe don't have that self-love where they feel that they can talk to themselves in a positive way. So just imagine yourself talking to a loved one, whether that's a daughter or a, a sister or a mum or whatever, and you will get there
0: eventually. So Small steps, baby steps, and one thing at a time. Perfect. I love that. And speaking of affirmations, do you have a favorite affirmation or like a little mantra that you repeat for yourself? Well, my I
1: repeat my goal every day. So my whatever goal I'm working towards, I repeat that. And I also repeat that success comes to me through ease and simplicity. Because as I said, my main belief when I started out was that success was through hard work and sacrifice only so that is my belief that I will continually say to myself every single day you know I have shifted my mindset but I still continue to to say that and I also say that that's in now in my language to other people so success comes to me with ease and simplicity and money flows easy, easily to me through various sources of income and you know it's it's all about doesn't have to be the wording exactly but as long as they're along the same lines as um you know whatever belief you're trying to shift so but yet i can be working on certain beliefs you know once i've changed that i'll move on to something else self-love affirmations as well are fantastic but yeah those probably the the one about sacrificing time money you know that's not that's no longer part of my belief system anymore
0: Awesome. I thank you for sharing that. I know it's like sometimes personal, but um, I always ask our guests to share an affirmation or a mantra if they have a favorite. So I appreciate it. So you mentioned you do one-on-one coaching. Um, do you want to tell our listeners how they can reach you or how to connect with you if they're interested?
1: Yeah. So website is currently under construction. So that is not on that live at the moment. So best place is through social. So um, on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, it's all Lunabell Wellness. Um, so best place is through socials, which um, you can get me through anytime and email as well. So, yeah, people can connect with me at, at all. And um, I can help people out with bespoke one-to-one coaching. And you do that virtually? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can, my The Perfect. coach that I work with actually lives in Australia. So we make it work. Um, so yeah, you can work with, uh, do everything virtually. So, um, it's all done at the convenience of online.
0: I'm so glad we finally connected. It took a little bit of time, but, um, I appreciate all of your wisdom. I think that was a great conversation and our listeners will be starting with some shifts right away, as will I tomorrow thank you all so much for listening today. You can check out the show notes to find out important info from today's episode. You can also support the show by subscribing, share an episode with somebody you love, or give me a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect with me, you can always find me on Instagram at expandwithnicole. I really appreciate you all so much, and I cannot wait to share more wellness and lifestyle content with you on the next episode.